Today on the Rundown South Podcast, I have my homie Wally Hippolito from the Off The Stoop Podcast to come through and mainly talk about what's been going down with this NBA restart and why he's loving these situations because it's absolutely a godsend for gamblers, in his opinion. We also touched on the relationship between Black Americans and Filipinos and why Lil Wayne is probably a top five all-time rapper. Opinion or fact, you decide. Let's get it, man. The mother guys ain't got no style. We know what's up. Hey, what's happening? What up, though? What it do, folk? It's your homie, homie CL, and we are back live on the Rundown South Podcast. Gotta know that. And I'd like to thank you for joining me. However you're joining me, I do appreciate it. And hopefully you came through from the rundown.com that's d8rundown.com gotta know that and if you want to get this podcast every time it come out you know they'll go to your favorite podcast app whether that be spotify stitcher apple podcast google podcast whatever podcast app that you like to use you could use that and i'm talking like that because i'm right here in Atlanta, Georgia, AT, 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 yeah, yeah, all day, every day, and twice on Sunday, you know, you know what it is, nigga, go inside how we ride, and today, I got a homie on the other side of the United States, my boy, Wally Hippolito, from the Off The Stoop podcast, like I mentioned in the very, very beginning of this podcast, and we are going to spend a majority of our time talking about NBA, and what are some of his favorite things and my favorite things? Uh, and before that, we actually touched on a couple things, including the relationship between the Filipinos and black Americans. And we did it without mentioning Bomani Jones and Pablo Torre. But nonetheless, some good knowledge. And come to find out, we have the same opinions on music because we both believe Lil Wayne is a top five rapper of all time. And you can argue whether or not that's a fact. But if you want to argue with that fact after you listen to the podcast, you can at me at the other main event all over the Internet at the Rundown South is where the show is. And if you really want to get it off your chest, go ahead. I will smack you with some facts. All right. So now that I got that out the way. Uh, just a quick little housekeeping. Uh, we'll be dropping more regularly, um, maybe even twice a week because I'm, I'm feeling antsy about doing podcasts and I'm, I have a few things up in the chamber that I'm really ready to let go. So might be seeing an avalanche of content at the rundown south, uh, 
therundown.com, so forth and so on. So I am done talking in the first part of this podcast. Let's get right into my sit down with Wally Hippolito. And I will see you on the other side. Say your name one more time because I don't want to mess it up. Uh, Wally Hippolito, bro. Wally Hippolito. Because I'm about to say Wally. And I was like, nah, I like Hippolito. Because when I hear you say it, it's like, I don't think that's his real name. <laughs> I was like, you know what, like, like Jamie Fox. Yeah, it was a, it, it felt a little Jamie Fox esque. I was like, it uh, might be his real name, but I'm like, that's a little too stylistic. <laughs> you know what? I, before we start, bro, I don't fuck with you no more, Jamie Fox. When I found <laughs> out was it your real name, bro? I couldn't fuck with you anymore. My girl told me this like six months ago, that's and funny, I, I love this. I, I followed this man for 15 years. Jamie Fox show, comedy, stand ups, everything. Any given Sunday, and when I found that out, I was like, my heart broke. <laughs> oh man, come on, bro! I'm like, you know where he got it from, though. You got, you know where he got it from, right? I, nah, nah. You got? I, I really don't. His favorite comedian was Red Fox. Oh, Red. Okay, okay. So he I know he took that he, I, as his last name as his stage name. <laughs> I know he called himself Jamie because he said this on um on another po- on. Uh, all the smoke uh, on Matt Barnes's podcast. He said that he called himself Jamie because they're only letting female um, female comics up. So he was like, "Oh, Jamie Fox. Oh, that's me, bro." <laughs> See, man, that's that's you gotta play them games sometimes. I've I've heard a lot of different stuff um, with Jamie's beginning. I actually I'm going to have to listen to that podcast because I I seen him do one recently with Lil Wayne and. That may have been one of my favorite podcast episodes, like, ever. Like, that dude is so funny and such a great yeah. interview that, like, Little Wayne seemed like he was doing a great job as an interviewer. And he <laughs> he was all right, but he was not doing that great. But Jamie Foxx was so awesome that anytime he's talking in the immediate future, I'm going to need to listen. ASAP. Yeah, it it was like uh, it was like Christian Bale and Heath Ledger than in the Dark Knight. Like Christian Bale was cool, but Heath Ledger in the supporting cast was boom. He blew yeah, that shit out. Yeah, the water, that, that's, you know? that's 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 kind of what that was right there, man. But that's that's crazy, man. So we got Wally Hippolito from the Off the Stoop podcast, which I think is a pretty dope name for a podcast because that's thank you, thank you. You know, when I think about the kids jumping off the stoop, that means it's about to get real. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's exactly what I was looking for, bro. So you know, like I can really vibe with that. I don't even know if kids right now can even understand what it means to be off the stoop. But if if it's a little bit more that you can put on that. Let the people know exactly what their podcast is about. And, you know, tell us a little bit about you as well. Yeah, man. So, right, first of all, thank you, CL, for having me on. And congrats on having twins, bro. I know we talked about this it. earlier. Appreciate yeah. it. But, um, you know, I came up with the name Off the Stoop because here in San Francisco, you know, you're toppled off on top of each other. You know, even if you have a house, you're like congested in a small area and streets are small and the only place you could kick it at is on your stoop if you want to talk shit with your boys plan out where you're gonna go we didn't have phones in the 90s mm. i mean i'm 29 by the way we didn't have right. phones in like the early 2000s people were broke so what do you do you go to the stoop talk your shit and then we'll and then we head out from there 
or you don't head out from there and you kick it the entire day. So my idea for Off the Stoop was, you know, I wanted to create a show on trending topics and conversation and like talk to dope folks and really let out my ideas in a in a way where I didn't have to hold myself back and like I could just talk all the shit I want because <laughs> growing up, that's all you did on the stoop. Real talk. That's, that's, that's real, man. So like, how long you been podcasting? So I've been at it since November of 2019. And Off the Stoop is actually my second podcast. I've been doing it since March, since right right before uh, the lockdowns happened. So it kind of like, it kind of propelled me to push at this shit way harder. Excuse my language. No, you good, man. You can definitely say what the hell you want. This, this is not oh, a uh, sure. this is not a PG <laughs> podcast. Like now, <clears throat> there are other podcasts that I might do in the future that probably will have such restrictions. But this is basically my channel just to do what I feel like. So let it fly. Oh, cool, yeah, cool. We, especially when we get ready to talk some NBA here in a little bit. Um, and I also want to talk a little bit about music. I'm sure you're gonna have some colorful things to say. <laughs> Oh, for sure, definitely. You know what? I've um I've recently just started getting into music again, bro, because for I mean, you you were in it. The last two or three years it's just been all trash. Yeah, so I'm I was it kind of just deterred me from listening to anything at all. Like I was hearing Lil Pump every day for like two years or fucking I don't know. Shout out to the Migos, but after like a while, it's just like fuck, I can't keep listening to y'all all the time. Yeah, and it's it's kind of why I wanted to have a music conversation with you because I listened to a couple of your other podcasts and I heard you talking to an artist and I I saw the the mindset that you had when it came to music is right in line with the way I talk about music and it's probably because you're in the same generation, you're just like a couple years younger than me and so we yeah. we grew up on the same stuff. You know, we like we looked up to you know, as Jay-Z is like one of the greatest oh, lyricists of all yes. time. We, you was probably listening to every Little Wayne mixtape, um, mm -hmm. every day that it came out. <laughs> every every day, there was a new Little Wayne mixtape. Um, you I know. was on Wheezy Tough from 06 to two thousand ten. If he had something come out, even if it was the same lyrics to a slightly Another different beat. beat, I was listening to that shit. Like, oh damn, you see, he spit that shit. Yeah, I man. Was, I love Lil Wayne, man. He is top five. And oh if he's God. not on top five, it's disrespectful. Bro. He's got to be, bro. He's got to hey, be. Hey, I'm going to put this on my Facebook page because I literally just had a mini argument with my timeline about Wayne being a top five rapper. And I tried to tell him, I was like, you just don't have the same uh, metrics as I do. Because the metrics that I use says that Lil Wayne is clearly a top five all time rapper. And if I'm going to be just real objective, it can be top 10. I could do some other things and kind of drop him a few yeah. spots. But honestly, bar for bar and everything else, he's top five, bro. You might, man, I might have found my spirit animal on this podcast <laughs> with my boy Wally over here talking about Wayne is top five. Like, I, but man, that's. I'll, I'll say, I'll say this, man. He, you talk about metrics. He hits every metric. Every lyrics, metric, bro. Sales, longevity, um, style, uh, legacy. Everything, on, bro. bro. I there know, no, bro. You don't Lil have to Pump, tell me. Lil Uzi, <laughs> Lil, Lil whoever, Lil All Tekka, of them, bro. 
Bill Wally, bro. Like whoever the, whoever Lil, that's you are a child, or even and even the young, yeah, young and Lil, you are a child of Lil Wayne. Oh yeah, Don't man. Ever- like I mean, bro, every auto tune rapper really get their style from Lil Wayne, and it's just one of Lil Wayne's styles. It's not a yeah. little while. It's just which one did you do? You know, because he had a hundred. But man, bro, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank, I, I thank you so much already for letting me on because this man gets disrespected and people's people say he's not top ten. Jump off a bridge. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> like we we gonna have, we really gonna have to sit down and and flush that one out. I'm trying to think. I know his he a Libra, so his birthday coming up in a little bit. We might have to do something special. We gonna. But I do like a happy birthday Wheezy podcast or something, man. Let me know, bro. <laughs> I mean, everybody who's listening to this right now, your favorite rapper of all time, Drake, would not be in the situation he's in without Lil Wayne. Oh, yeah. Just really yeah. think about that. That that that's all facts. We 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 ain't even gonna beat him down, man. I because I'm like, we can talk Wayne all day. I can go about lyrics, all that stuff, man. Let's let's talk about your podcast. Let's talk about uh, off the stoop. A li- I want to talk about off the stoop a little bit more before we get into um, yeah to the NBA. And I like I said, I wanted to talk some music with you just because I wanted to just get like a little sample of like what's going on out there in the Bay. I'm like I know E40 just dropped a little something. Uh, probably like yeah, like a week ago, and um, yeah, I know it's yeah, a month. He, he got some things going. So yeah, I'm a little curious. Uh, honestly, bro. I'm, oh, go go ahead. Sorry, I'm gonna say I'm a little curious about all of that, man. So, um, I guess, man, before we start talking about everything else with off the stoop, one thing that I noticed about at least the visuals from YouTube, I know they're fresh, like you just hit YouTube. But you mm-hmm. you repping the the uh the Filipinos hard, you know. Yeah. Like I see yeah. it all day, every day. And I'm still trying to figure out when this like kinship between like the black American and Filipino uh relationship, culture sharing, like it seemed like y'all y'all here in hip hop, you know. Mm-hmm. Even down to like Manny Pacquiao and him trying to do some yeah. of the stuff he was doing, you know, while he was boxing. Like, of course, you get into boxing, you're going to pick up some of the stuff. I'm, it is what it is. But like, I still haven't figured out where that comes from for me personally, but I love it. And it's like, yeah. And so, like, when I seen it, I'm like, that's like, oh, that's my cousin right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how I you feel. Know, uh, you know what it is? All right. So, um, I'm a bit of a historian. Like I love See, history. This is why I, I want to ask you with history. All right, so uh, Filipinos are actually the first Asians to come to America. People think it's the Chinese, but the Filipinos actually came here in like the 1600s with the um, with the Spaniards, and they came through Louisiana. So mm. if you see a big a big population of, or if you see Filipinos in Louisiana and they have like Filipino and black features. They are like Creole Filipino people, and there's like a big, there's like a big um, population there, like scattered throughout Louisiana. And I don't know how mm. far they've gone into the South, but that's where Filipinos start in the South. And as far as like Filipinos and Black people in general, and like the African American community, um, Filipinos are considered like the Black folks of um, of Asia, bro. Mm. Like we're 
we're dark. Like, I mean, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what? Name, no, I get what you're we're saying. Dark, we're dark. Like, they say that we're soulful. Like, you know, we're kind of like, we have a lot of the same stories as far as um, history goes because, you know, Africans were taken from their country and, like, clopped onto America, right? The same thing happened to Filipinos. and But then instead of getting plopped onto um, a different country, Filipinos became slaves in their own country of the Philippines. That's why you see Filipinos that look like me who look kind of, um, who look kind of Hispanic. Right. But you also see Filipinos who look Chinese. So then the... So then in, it becomes this colorism thing where, uh, you know, I and my com- people of my complexion, we worked in farms and shit like that. And then people of lighter Chinese descent, they, they're too good, they're rich and things like that. And I think it's just like an understanding of like the black plight and like Filipino culture. Like we understand each other on like a very platonic level, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's very easy to interact. Like, and I see a lot of like people saying, you know, Filipinos are culture vultures and things like that but no for the most part we've lived the same life you right. know it, it's not it's not packaged and delivered in the same way in the as the media portrays it but we know ex- we know exactly what y'all are going through we know what black people have gone through because we've gone through it in our own country essentially mm. you know so like that kinship is like is it's very it's, it's very deep, tight man. like it's deep man like it it's 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 rooted deeper than hip-hop and like all that other stuff, it like it goes. It's very historical once you like break it down a lot more. And and I have been trying to figure out like it kind of just came back to me when you start saying that. Um, but that is some of like the greatest things that I feel like people need to start knowing about is like you are not that much different than people who don't look like you, like. There is so yeah. much shared history amongst just oppressed people across history. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And it's like, if y'all would actually just like, just start looking into it, do a little bit of history, read a little bit, <laughs> you might can figure it out. But nobody takes the time to do that research or just have some nuance when somebody just decides to say like, you know, I just matter a little bit, but whatever. You know what? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. If they don't see it on Instagram or on Twitter and they can't repeat it or post it on their IG story, they don't want to look at it. They don't want to do the research for it. And like, it, it's a shame because there's a rich history. Like, like I just gave you a little bit of game on the history. That was like, real, bro. That was that was a nice jewel. Yeah, thank you, thank you. But here in the field, here in um, here in the city in San Francisco, like there's a rich rich history with uh, african-american and filipinos like in like the 60s there was this thing called the i hotel where all the filipinos who are called like the monongs like those are the ogs they were about to get kicked out of the hotel and that's a place they had been living for years it was like in chinatown but you know a huge group of the black community like and some of the um some of the black a lot of the black panthers they you know they came together and they saved these people from getting evicted and then there's also like the SF state with like a huge ethnic studies and like coalition. It's, it's really deep and rich, man. If, if you like, if you if people really took the time to yeah like read and research, like they'll find some dope shit and realize like, like you said, we're very similar. 
we got we got serious we talked about the podcast <laughs> now hey we can go anywhere though you know So once again, I have Wally Hippolito from the Off the Stoop podcast with me to run down a little bit of this NBA action. It's so fantastic. Oh. Man, the restart oh. has been like a breath of fresh air. I didn't know how much I had missed basketball until I put it on TV. And then I noticed that there were games on all day. And so basketball just didn't come off my TV all day. And so I'm thoroughly enjoying this, you know, virtual fans not bother me at all. You know, everything is fine. Like I know pandemic aside and like doing the, uh, everything with the mask on and, you know, that's a little silly, but it's what's required. So it is what it is, but I love it. So Wally, where are you with this NBA restart during the pandemic? Bro, I'm on the same boat as you. I'm loving this shit. And um, not only because I'm a big Hoops fan, but because I'm a big fucking gambler. Ooh. I love to gamble, okay. bro. Um, I think that's one thing uh, among Filipinos that's very prominent. We love to gamble our money away. But uh, hmm. I've been killing it lately. I've been killing it lately. What type of bet you doing? What type so of bet? Right you, right you, you straight up against the spread? You doing uh, Man, over-unders? Hey, you know what? With this bubble, it's been dope because I haven't had to worry about back-to-backs or, well, kind of, but like three, four nights, travel, like how anybody's feeling. With the NBA right now, I'm loving it because I can just see who's going to be good today and what matches matchups are going to kill. Okay. And that's what that's really what so, it is. So it, it goes back to this. Well, go I'm ahead. about to say, so what you're saying is there's less variables on the way that you – uh, place your bets a lot less a lot less and you know with the bubble they're not going to bullshit you on like on injury reports or anything if there's an injury happening you only there's only two games a day you'll see it happen and you you'll take that into account like um you know rest up jonathan isaac like a- after he got injured the other day i kind of i kind of pivoted and was like okay who are they playing tomorrow <laughs> i didn't want to take advantage of all right that was their best their best player just went down like what's up with tomorrow's game but um as far as the nba and just playing i'm loving it man like it's been way too long and i didn't realize how much i miss live sports in general it's so fun to watch dude yeah yeah i'm i i'm not gonna lie like before i was like man it's not that bad because i it was like a million netflix shows and hbo shows and star shows that I just hadn't watched because I watch sports. It's like, that's the only thing I watch on TV. And so the only time I ever really catch up on anything is usually like the summertime. 
And so, like, yeah. my summer basically got started early. But, like, that first drink of that NBA water, that, <laughs> like, that, yeah. that, that God sent nectar, like, back onto my eyeballs. Like, I needed that <laughs> so bad. I just, I didn't know. I, it was like, for the first time, no. I had paid for the league pass. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, <laughs> I had not paid league pass, not nan time, but for $30 to watch all these games, I do it. It's, it's good enough. It was like, um, you ever watched the Scorpion King with the rock? Yeah. That weak ass <laughs> one? Oh, no, no, no. The, 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 the whatever whatever yeah, you're talking about that mummy from. joint the mummy the mummy remember he like he was killing it and then all of a sudden he lost and he was like going through the forest for like 30 days and he prayed to the gods like hey if you just do this for me i will be bitch that's what we are to the nba right now <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i am like I'm the NBA's bitch right now. I'm fucking. I'm watching all day. All day, bro. Like they got me all day. I, like I, my I, TV hasn't turned off, bro. My girl hate me right now. Like she's off work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's expecting twins, and so she's off work. And like I'm been dominating the TV because that's the only way I can watch ESPN. Like I can watch the league pass on my second screen, but I can't watch it on. <clears throat> I can't watch the ESPN on my PC, so I have to watch it on the Chromecast. So when it's a national broadcast game it has to go on that screen so yeah like Ooh. i was all over the tv this weekend and she was just like whatever i'm going to sleep i'm like fine it's okay it's all right <laughs> you you know what my um my girl just came back from puerto rico for she was gone for two weeks and um she came back saturday your girl puerto so rico yeah yeah she's like half puerto rican and a bunch of like other hispanic things i, I can't there's too many. Bro, that's like the most quasi black couple that's not actually black. Like that's hey. that's like that's that's funny, bro. <laughs> hey, we about we about our people, man. Yeah. We we about the people and we about we for our people. But yeah, um she came in on Saturday night. She didn't really realize the full like she she already understood my gambling problem, but she didn't really get understand what it was now that basketball is on all day and the fact that i didn't get a chance to do the ncaa tournament this year mm. i'm just like making up for it right now so you was down there going through withdrawals you you went like straight degenerate mode as soon as you got a taste bro <laughs> like damn bro i when i'm telling you hey everybody who wants to follow me i got good bets hit me don't ask me about baseball though <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. Man, I'm gonna have to tell you about that. We might, we might do some five, ten dollar bets just to be fooling around. Uh, <clears throat> hey, makes the games a little bit more exciting, it does, you know? Man. Like, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I, I was peeping this Kings Mavericks game earlier to, or like a couple minutes ago, and I was like, when the fuck am I ever gonna get excited about De'Aaron Fox? But he's my boy. That's today. my boy, bro. I'm like, I'm. <laughs> that was the whole reason I, I watched that game. Oddly enough, right before we started recording, I was watching that game and I was I was actually kind of hyped to see Darren Fox. I didn't know he had cut his hair. I was like, so I didn't know that was him until I was like, oh, there, there's Darren Fox. Um, right, um, go ahead. Go. Uh, sorry. Oh, uh, so he actually shot a he shot something in the mid range. I think it was like in the sec like second or third quarter. I was watching. I was like, is that? Brandon, J I was like, no, no, I was like, is that Brandon Knight? What the fuck? And they said, Darren Fox. I was like, oh shit, he cut his hair.
I gotta ask you. So, do you think with all these jersey sales that are coming, with all these jerseys, do you think that the NBA is gonna capitalize and sell these like all uh, Black Lives Matter, um, say their name along with the names on the on the on the lower part of the uh, the jersey? Or yeah, so do you do you think they're gonna sell those? I mean, they could, but I don't think nobody's gonna buy them because I don't. It's like. You want the jersey because you want the name on the back. You don't want the jersey because it's got the social justice thing on the back. You buy a T-shirt if you want the social justice phrase on you. You know what I'm saying? So fair enough. Fair it's enough. Like for me, it's like I don't want that. Like, and it's gonna cost like 178 dollars. Like, nah. Yeah. It's like I want. I could just see the NB. Oh, sorry. Go I was ahead. like, it's just not for me. That's not my bag. But go ahead. No, I could just see the NBA like. You know, they, they lost money for like the last three or four months. They're like, they're kind of capitalizing on this moment. Say, hey, you know what? We're going to come out with these jerseys, 100 a piece. And then that's it. I mean, you know what? They probably and, could do it and like attach a charity or, you know, or some organizations to it and be like all the proceeds going back there, which it that, that might move a few units just because, you know, people going to want to support, you know, they at that point, it's just more of a fundraiser. You know what I'm saying? If you're yeah. doing a fundraiser, then it is what it is. Like, it's not really about the fashion. It's not really about any of that. But nobody's going to wear them. So I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what's the point. Like, hey, that's just the whole. If, Le- if LeBron says to if LeBron says to, uh, to mass distribute, you got to listen to the king. But LeBron, LeBron just has James on his. He's like, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, he, he's a hoe. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm on record right now with calling LeBron a hoe. What? He, he's brought LeBron bruh. is a hoe, bro. Don't start. Don't, he's I, a great I heard, man, I, but he's a hoe. You know what, bro? I heard you talking greasy about LeBron on that on, on the other podcast, bro. I'm not even gonna start that with you, but I'm just gonna <laughs> say, like, I don't blame him for not wanting that on his jersey because he's LeBron. It's like you know what I'm about. I don't need to put it on my jersey. So true, true. I'm gonna give him that. But also, put some respect on that man, bro. Don't be calling him no damn hoe. I don't give a damn what you say. Like, <laughs> just because he lost a few times in the finals when most folks just can't get to the finals all the time, you know, I'm not going to duck him for that. Man is a great. I don't know. I, it looked like, you know, it's cool that he's on the Lakers now. I'm a big Lakers fan, but it looked Lakers like he fan. hoed out. It looked like he hoed out on um, on having to face Giannis in the East. And I think if LeBron stayed in the East, I think Kawhi would have stayed in Toronto. I don't think so because he said he uh, – Kawhi said he wasn't going to stay in Toronto. And the whole – I mean, the whole LeBron to L.A. thing was done like a year beforehand. Like once he had already bought the giant house and he was already looking at high schools for Bronny – it's like, you know, you could say, well, no decision has been made. It's like, bro, you made a decision, Brian's bro. Ball, you, huh? you bought a big ass house in Brentwood, bro. Come on, man. You're not just yeah, going to yeah. buy a big ass house and be like, well, I'm just going to move there when I retire. No, you on the way. He's LeBron, though. He's LeBron, though. He could Stop, do that bro. if he wants. Like, no, nah, man, <laughs> that that was it. Was, the timing was just too crazy. It was it, it was just yeah. too much, and I was that's what I see. <clears throat> I'm not gonna say he ran from Giannis because, for one, 
I'm like, I felt like Giannis was going to be great, but I didn't know he was going to become this. I knew he was raw. Um, but I did not, I did not perceive him to get to this level. And I'm not sure that would even motivate LeBron. And really, he was running out of places to be at anyway, because it was to the point where he wanted to be around great basketball. And so mm-hmm. being in Cleveland, he knew he would not have sustained excellence just because they always find a way to fuck up. It's just, that's what Cleveland is, you know, True. sorry to everybody <laughs> out there who lives in Cleveland, but y'all just don't ever have y'all shit together all the time. It's just not a thing y'all do. Um, so it's not your bad. It's, it's, okay. it's okay. But you know, the thing about it is being in LA, you get Spring Hill Entertainment off the ground, Space Jam 2. Um, you know, they doing game shows, all that back and forth, undisputed. undisputed, all that back and forth. You like, you know what? Oh, uninterrupted. Un- yeah, you're right. Un- <coughs> uninterrupted. That, that's me. And um, I-, I could just see him not wanting to have all of that back and forth with all of his business interests already. And so it just made sense for me when when he went out there, I was like, He's going to retire out there in L.A. He's been he kind of I could tell that he kind of missed Miami. And I think the thing that Miami and L.A. both have is the pageantry around basketball. Like there Mm. is there is a real uh, like celebration of basketball excellence. And, you know, oddly enough, it comes from Pat Riley. Um, he's kind of just like left his sauce all over the place. But I think he's a big fan of that. And the Laker fans probably did push back events. I mean, how you know what? Let me ask you that real quick because I I was all about it. Because I had actually quit on the Lakers because I'm like you. Really? I was a Kobe and Shaq fan. I really was a Shaq fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a, you know, all day, every day. <laughs> and... um. Rest in peace to my dog. R.I.P. to Kobe. I got a I got a number eight jersey in my drawer right now. Like I'm I'm a I was a full Laker head, but mm-hmm. them like last few Kobe years is just like I can't do this. It was tough. I can't I can't do it. it. I'm tough. like so I'm I'm not going to be getting my heart involved in these games anymore. So I'm done being a Lakers fan. And so what I did was I just started to follow LeBron. I'm like, you know what? Whatever LeBron uh, does, I'm going to be there for the greatness because I feel like nobody will ever give him his just due because he's not Michael Jordan. That's I knew that was going to be it. And I just had to root for him because I'm like, I want you to beat Michael Jordan because I feel like you're probably going to be better, but you will never get the respect. So fly as far as you can. And when he – You know what? Go, go. I'm about to say sorry, when he sorry, came go. to the Lakers, I was like, "This might be like my two favorite things in basketball just coming together," and I'm just gonna love it and I'm gonna ride it out. You can call me what you want, bandwagon, whatever. But I was there in the early years, and I'm back now because my dude's there. So, but yeah, go ahead. What you was gonna say? You know what? You're a lot smarter than me because during those last years, I was so delusional as a Lakers fan. I really thought to myself when we rolled out like <laughs> Kelly, uh, like Robert Sacre and Jordan, um, Jordan Hill. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, Jordan Hill and like a young Jordan Clarkson. I really thought to myself, I was like, 
yo, Robert Sadri can be an all-star this year. Like, you might be <laughs> drinking all the Kool-Aid. I, bro, I was really like, yo, we're, we're going to be all right. We're going to win like 40, 50 games. Oh, sure man. enough, we have like 20 games that year. But with LeBron, all right, I'm going to say this about LeBron. I think LeBron is hands down the best player of all time. I'll put that on wax right now. Okay. Like, put a stamp on it. But the thing about Jordan and LeBron is it'll never be about the skill set. And, I mean, as LeBron, as a LeBron follower now and all LeBron followers, I think they know that, like, the argument is never going to be the skill set. It's going to be the legacy. LeBron is the better player overall, but Jordan has the greater legacy. And it's like an undisputed legacy. Like, I guess you could say it's untarnished, you know, because he's 6-0. and And the thing with LeBron is... He's so, I think the reason I kind of don't fuck with him is he's so wishy-washy about his narrative. You know, one day he'll say, oh, you know, I'm just here to be with my family and provide for my family and make sure everything's okay, which is good. But then the next, it'll be a basketball-related question and he'll deter and say that type of shit. But then the next day or like the next the next question, he'll say, oh, I'm trying to chase the goat. I'm trying to chase the ghost of a uh, 23 in Chicago. So it's like, which one is it? And I understand that, you know, people are, you know, people have not multiple personalities or anything, but, you know, people are different in different situations. But when they're asking you a basketball question after you lose in the finals, you can't, or even if you win in the finals, you can't say, oh, I'm here to chase the goat. Yeah in Chicago when you win. And then when you lose, you can't say, you know what? Fuck y'all. You know, you're going to go back to your miserable lives and I'm just going to be here with my family. It's like, come on, man. Like you got to own it. I, I'm going to say this. I loved LeBron when he was the villain. I really fucked with LeBron that year. 2010. Yeah. 2010. When he came out and he just owned that everybody hated him. I love that shit because you could just see the rage in his face and how much he wanted to tell everybody, fuck you. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the finals, he did. I, I really wanted him to, to win that time because it would have solidified him as like, damn, he's the shit. Like, like, yeah, he just showed up into Miami and they won a championship. It was like, we told you. He's the greatest. Exactly. Like- <laughs> exactly. And like, he wouldn't have been like a Barkley type character at that point in his career right. where it's like, you're great, but like, you're not a role model. You're, you know, all that type of shit that's associated with Barkley. But yeah, that's my whole thing with LeBron, man. Like, you got to be on one narrative. You got to stay on that one course. Are you going to chase greatness or are you cool with who you are right now? And either way is fine. When it comes to what LeBron is chasing, the only thing that he can really chase is Michael Jordan and the ghost of the past because there's literally literally nobody that's his peer right now as far as the level like day in and day out. It's, it hasn't been until Kawhi showed up where we started to really question was he the best? And then in between, KD kind of inserted himself as well. 
But before mm, then, yeah, it look. was it was absolutely undisputed. And the only difference is is we knew he had a weak team so he could be beat. But the thing with Jordan is like you knew you couldn't beat the Bulls. It wasn't that you yeah. just couldn't beat Michael Jordan. You could not beat the Bulls. And that was, I feel like they, like even watching the last dance um, over the quarantine just reopened up my eyes to like, to the point that the Michael Jordan Bulls really intimidated people when it came to just playing mm-hmm. basketball. Like they brought a certain energy onto the court that I don't really get from a LeBron team except for the ones that was in Miami because that 2011 season when he was out there shooting like 60% for like the first four months of the season. And I was wild. Uh, yeah. So like I was saying before that technical difficulty. So yeah, they had shut down Jeremy Lin and even after that hot streak, and it's like, oh, so they're basically saying we're going to do what we want, and there's nothing that you can do about it because nobody yeah. was getting their way with the Miami Heat. And that was the only time I really felt like the Miami Heat, I'm not Miami Heat, but I felt like a LeBron James-led team had that real intimidation factor that you needed to be at a different level when you stepped on it because – I know for, you know, that when we talk about when they faced the Spurs uh, the second time, mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's not for Kawhi going to a next level, they are not winning that series. He literally had yeah. to get on LeBron's level, and I'm not sure if he was already there or if just in that moment, like, he just went to Super Saiyan 3. You know what I'm saying? Like, It may have been in that moment that where he just broke through to that level, but nonetheless, it wasn't, it wasn't all that season until we got to that point where we felt like they could really go down. You know, the thing, okay. So I'll, I'll agree with you on that. And I'll say it because like, I'll say I'll agree because what you're saying is right. Like Kawhi got to his level but the thing, I think the difference between Jordan and LeBron was once you got to Jordan's level or what you thought was Jordan's level, he raised it. Yeah. LeBron, he kind of just stays there. And, you know, Kawhi Leonard, dude, Kawhi Leonard's a fucking, he's a killer. He is a silent killer. Kawhi now, he's learned to raise his level. Like, I don't want to say on Jordan yeah. type shit, but I, I'll, I'll. Bro, he's got 96 like, oh, Jordan bro. game. Like that's what he is. He's he's <laughs> not 92, 93, 94 Jordan. He's he's 96, 97, 98 Jordan. Like mid range, get that shot off if he wants. Like that is him all day, bro. Like it's all right, <laughs> bro. It, I mean, I'm I'm a long life Lakers fan. I will never falter. Hopefully, knock on wood, but. <laughs> If I would not be mad if Kawhi Leonard won it this year and then won um and then won defensive player of the year and won finals MVP, that shit would be dope. I think Kawhi Leonard winning it this year would be like would be would usher in a new era of like superstar basketball that LeBron tried to do and he kind of did like manipulating and no I don't want to say manipulating but like you know, giving players uh the power of movement. Yeah. 
but then Kawhi raised the level and he like he moved it and he won. And I think if Kawhi can do that and win this year, he, that's what the new era is like. You can move, but you better prove and yeah, win at the same time. It's gonna be mercenary time, you know? shit, not just players. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. It's not just players. Oh, I'm I'm I don't like my team. I have a bitch fit, and then I'll get traded. A la Jimmy Jimmy buckets, but um, but yeah, man, I I think it's gonna be some straight mercenary shit, and that would be pretty dope actually. If everybody went on like one or two year contracts, if 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 it worked out, cool. If it didn't, all right, Yo. new. Let's move to a new city. That's when it gets to the point where all the superstars are on one-year contracts, mm-hmm. we're going to be so inundated with what the possibilities are from all of these different sources. And I actually heard this on another podcast. They said that coming out of the bubble, we might have a few new super teams coming like two years down the line and the seed is probably going to be pointed or planted right here at the NBA mm. restart because everybody is there and you got all these young yeah. dudes, you know, they out there just kicking it and they just getting close and whatever. And so there's definitely going to be some reverberations between what happens this year of course, what happened in the past with LeBron and KD, but based on how everybody feels about, you know, security, because, you mm-hmm. know, injuries have gotten better. I'm not going to say injuries have gotten better. The treatment of injuries has gotten better over the years, and people might be more willing to take a year by year risk. And if it seems like, you know, you break your foot, but you can still come back, no problem. Yeah. You know, ACL, whatever, you come back, good as new. Then we might just have straight one, two-year contracts with everybody across the board. And I'm curious to see how the next CBA would counteract that. Yes, Yes. That that's that's going to be a spicy issue on the next CBA cuz the one they just ratified for the restart was just almost like a band-aid like we just going to extend this just a little bit longer until we can come back around and get everything back right. But yeah, man, that's it's ew, that's a little spicy right. I just there. think I I think I think with the way I only say this because I think the way with with player movement and how and how fans just like you 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 stick with lebron now you kind of follow him i think a lot of play a lot of a lot of people now they don't really stick with teams anymore we they stick with players like they can say they stick with teams but like bro i'm a lakers fan but dude paul george and damian lillard steph curry right. are like my and derrick rose of course are like my favorite players in the league i fucking love watching them so it's like when I watch Dame versus the Lakers, it's like shit. I love Dame dropping forty on us, but it's, yeah, you man, know, it's like you, you, you were real. And you know what? That's more of a NBA philosophy in general. We love to watch all the stars all the time, and it's not yeah. really the same across the board with other stars because you know, like baseball is more local. Um, 
football, you have a lot more investment into the team because yeah. the team is just so large. It's very regional. And it's very regional, especially down here in the South. Like people wear, uh, you know, that like whatever team they represent, like a real, real badge of honor. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like almost inherent the way we are as fans that we want the the best matchups. We want to see the best, like the best five. Give me your best five every night. Excuse me. Yep. And like, cause I'm the same way, bro. It's like, man, I love watching Dame. I like watching PG. I like watching Kawhi. Man, I was, I'm like, shit, bro. Like, he, I even like watching Kyle Lowry do some of the shit that he do, even though he's, cause for one, like, I'm only like five seven, so it's like a dude that short on the screen <laughs> is like, hey, bro, you out there do it. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you know, Siakam. You can see yourself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I like watching him, Siakam. Uh, you know, yeah, Giannis. Exactly. Like, bro, it's like everybody and i'm like i love watching luca now and like the whole generation like i'm excited to watch every single team like there's all especially right now with this bubble where they basically just have all the best teams it's like that's every game is good bro i'm just i'm equating it to aau it is a little bit like aau AAU, i was thinking about aau yeah, you're you're just recruiting, and I, I say with these one or two year contracts, like you can do the same exact thing. You as the star say, hey, let's go to um, who said let's go to Portland for a year or two and see what's up with that, and you get a you know a network with your boys, just like bro, just like LeBron does every. I don't know how the fuck J.R. Smith is still playing in the league and on the Lakers, right. but <laughs> only because LeBron said to have them on the court so like exactly i think i think with this type of interaction that players have with each other now you can you can afford to do that and a lot of these guys you know they're one and done players and they're all around the au circuit so they know each other coming up mm. they're very well informed on each other it's just that some of the players like you said um that longevity and they're not like i would they're not as uh like established, they're, they're not, their names are they're yeah they're not as established. That would be the problem. But at at the same time, it's like you kind of get the cream of the crop. You know, you get yeah. the best of the best coming out. It's not like ne- it's not. It won't be on nepotism. It won't be on on anything like that. Like bro, Damian Lee from the Warriors. He's a good player. I'm not gonna hold him. But bro, the only reason he got a chance is because he's Damian Step Curry. He's, he's baby mama. So there's a yeah. little bit of that, like it's a little bit of nepotism, but he worked hard for yeah. that. Like he, so it's things like or like, bro, Austin Rivers was out of the league if Doc hadn't like drafted or picked yeah, him up picked off free up. agency. If he hadn't picked him up and let him develop a little bit, Austin would have been overseas. But now he's a solid player, traded to the Rockets or went there in free agency, and now look at him, he's good. He's a household name again. Yeah, and I. I kind of hated that the way they were sitting on because I seen him. I was like, I was like, bro can play. It was like he just need to get some burn. And it's like I just hate that it took for his dad to give him some burn because, <laughs> like, I felt like he he was good enough before. You know, it's just it's yeah. having to be in a situation to succeed. And that was a and I guess you know your dad knowing you best is like, look, I'm just gonna put you in where I need you. And that's and it worked. <laughs> it worked finally. So shout out to Doc. Yo. Yeah, I mean, 
who who knows you best than your parents, right? But like, yeah, shout out to him for believing in him because. But yeah, I don't know where he would have been because they got another brother who's supposed to be the shit. He didn't even he didn't he ended up not even going to the league. He played at Indiana. Yeah, I remember that. I'm about to say, uh, damn, bro. Yo, definitely was just great to have you along for this ride. I definitely would love to come on off the stoop. And man, we, yeah, we yeah, we we're gonna we're gonna have to talk a little bit more. I know it's it's we've been on on a call for a minute, and I already got like two more things to do but yeah man let everybody know <laughs> where they can find you um and uh shit, man we're gonna get up out of here after that yeah so you can find me at off the stoop podcast on instagram um at wally hip on instagram and on twitter uh my at off the stoop podcast is on spotify youtube uh pandora stitcher on newspapers, on the wall, <laughs> like you can find it any, everywhere, man. Like, and you know, you guys can hit me up any anytime. I'm, I'm always down to talk shit. I'm always down to learn something. I'm never closed minded about things. Like, I don't know everything, and I will never try to say everything, but I will talk about what I do know. And all right, man. So shout out to the boy Wally Hippolito once again for coming on the podcast and talking some hoops with me. Uh, we had some technical difficulties right there at the end. Um, also, this episode was done right after the bubble had began back up or began in the first place and the NBA first came back up. So if any of it sounds a little dated, that's the only reason why. Uh, but once again, shout out to everybody out there getting to the end, listening to this episode. Um, check out my boy Wally at off the stoop and if you want to follow the show we are at the rundown south on instagram facebook twitter uh if you want to get at me you can email me cl at the rundown.com um SEL the main event on all the social media platforms and um if you want to be on the show i am looking for guests so do not be a stranger to that inbox either way it goes and uh with that said we are out here Peace.